Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Disney Dining Show. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. Sean Falk. Hi. Mr. Charles Boda. Hello. And Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. And our producer, Craig Williams, off camera, back in the production nook. Uh, in this week's episode, <clears throat> since it is the beginning of the year, relatively, first month of the year, I think is when this will go up, um, We've been talking about things that you know we're kind of looking forward to uh, this year in terms of this particular show, and we thought it would be interesting to talk about um, historically bad Disney restaurants that we're looking forward to reviewing this year. And um, this was a list that came pretty quick. Um, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of dissension. There wasn't a lot of oh no, you can't put that on the list as there is with some of the other uh, listy type shows that we do. Um, so, uh, we're going to start off with, and this is in no particular order, um, Cosmic Rays over at the Magic Kingdom. So, Steve, tell me, why are you looking forward to this particular historically bad restaurant? Um, well, there's a couple reasons. Working in Tomorrowland, I always had to smell this place, and it just, <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, well, and it's just, it's just the stereotypical bad Disney burgers, bad chicken sandwiches, like that bad amusement park food. And they like have, they've made it an art form at Cosmic Rays of how bad Disney food can get in a quick service location. So yeah, it's, it's pretty horrible. Is that, is that agreed? Oh yeah. And the, 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 the last time I ate there, I know now they've like combined it into whatever, but it used to be like in bays where like in this bay, you can only get chicken and in this bay, you can only get burgers. So I'm like, well, that's really stupid. Like for people with families that like this child wants chicken and this child wants a burger. Like, (laughs) I'm like, that's really odd. They do this. I will say I like the room with the frog that plays the piano or whatever that is. I don't know. What is it? Sunny Eclipse. What is it? He's an alien. Okay. Well, I like, I enjoy that room. All right, so now that's, changes, where that's where we'll be sitting. Change changes so. lower third again to <laughs> likes the frog that plays the piano. Yeah. Um, that uh, you kill me. Uh, that one, the most crowded I've ever seen it right. are on rain days, mm. and I've never seen people le- less impressed with the theming a lot of times. Everybody was just, the last time I was there, was not watching Sunny Eclipse, just miserably eating next to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, comparatively to Galactic Grill out in Disneyland, uh, I would say that's kind of its counterpart uh, to Disneyland in California. And Galactic Grill is delicious. Fantastic. They do a great job. And I wasn't sure where you were great. going with that. I was getting ready to like, what are you talking yeah, about? No, it's, it's, counterpart. it's so good. And it's like, I think you say this all the time. It's like, why can't you guys just share the recipes and share how you prepare this food? Because they're basically doing the same thing, but they're actually doing it well. Why can't, what's the disconnect? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, and this is why I say a lot of times... You know, dealing with Disney World, dealing with Disneyland, it literally is like dealing with two entirely separate, unrelated Which companies. Both parks have the same <clears throat> contract with the same food supplier company, right? I or don't do, know that. Or do they not? I don't, I don't know that. Okay. Um, they might. They might not. I, that I'm not sure. Because I do know like California is so agriculturally like independent compared to Florida. Like, There's not as much like 
we're not really known for our farming here as much as California. Well, well actually, so. ca- like cattle-wise, we should be getting better burgers. Yeah, we're a pretty large cattle state. <laughs> right. We've got. Are some, we really? Yes, we are. Um, we've got a uh, surprisingly so actually. Um, but uh, we've got a, a decent amount going on. We've got horses. Well, irrespective of source. <laughs> horse meat. Horse meat. Irrespective of source, um, you know, the point's well taken that, you know, and we notice this a lot, uh, quick service locations in Disneyland, light years better oh, yeah. than they are here at Walt Disney World. So in general, not just comparing Cosmic Rays to Galactic Grill, but just in general, it's much, much better out there. So... I don't know why they can't take best practices from what they're doing in California, bring it out here. But um, also on the list, while we're in that kind of uh, vein, over at Epcot, the electric umbrella, probably one of the most consistently reviled dining locations, not only at Walt Disney World, but I'll go as far as to say in Florida. (laughs) Um, um, Again, you know now, and but here's something I I, I want to make clear, um, and I'll make it clear before we ever do a review on these. We're going in with an open mind. Mm-hmm. You know, we're having some fun right now. You know, kicking these guys while they're down. <laughs> but um, when we go in to do it, we'll mm-hmm. actually go in with an absolutely open mind, and we will look. I really always go in trying to have the best experience possible, um, and I'm rooting for these restaurants to succeed. I'm not going in hoping that. You know, sometimes the, the bad reviews are more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you now, the bad reviews end up getting more traffic, more views. So it can get a little Pavlovian that you kind of get that validation on the bad stuff. So you kind of want to move in that direction. That's something I stay aware of and really try not to let it influence uh, my, my, my opinion as much as possible. But the electric umbrella, again, you know, um, consistently bad. Well, and there's a multiple things about this this restaurant, I guess, um, that are just so confusing. The theming hasn't changed since this park. Do- like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same carpet. It's got to be. Um, <laughs> and the, the food is, again, a lot like Cosmic Rays. It's that just the burgers and chicken sandwiches and classic bad amusement park food. Um and I don't know. There's just it. I don't know if it has that same stench that that you know that weird Epcot stench that you can find in the, the, Inventions. The, the sewage. Yeah, that weird sewage <laughs> stench in Inventions. I think it also kind of lingers into the Electric Umbrella. I I, I'm not familiar with the sewage stench. But I, I I don't think it's the. Then sewage again, stench. I haven't stepped foot in Inventions in years. You haven't heard what how Teresa describes Inventions. She said. I'm, uh, she said, I'm pretty sure they laid dirty diapers down and then put the carpet on top. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, there. That's if, if you weren't already turned off by Electric Umbrella, that visual should take care of it. Um, so that's the quick service locations on our list. Now we'll talk about some of the table service, uh, starting with San Angelin at... Uh, the Mexico Pavilion at World Showcase. I don't know why. <laughs> um, this uh, place, I, I don't think it's as reviled as the previous two, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely not, uh, it, it never makes the top list of anything that we do. And I really, I mean, okay, the last time I ate there, it wasn't terrible. Um, 
but that's the best I could say about it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't terrible. I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I know I had a, a decent experience there once. I don't know if it was the last time or the time before, but over, overwhelmingly the experience has been negative. Okay. But and when I say about going in with a positive outlook, um, you know, one of you know there was a time where on this list there was no way Nine Dragons wasn't going to be on it. And now, after two or three experiences that were consistently quite good, to be honest with you, I couldn't put Nine Dragons. And that, for a long time, was the worst restaurant. No. Table service on property. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But I think they did something. They've clearly done something with the the menu. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the prices are a lot more reasonable. I think the the quality of the food's gotten better. The creativity and the... Uh, preparation has improved. The appetizers so, in, in appetizers particular. in particular. That's where you, you go. Yeah, you go to China for the apps. Yeah. Mm. Um, so San Angelin. San Angelin. Okay. Oh, it's like get away from China. <laughs> he loves China. I know. I love. And China I, I do too now. Yeah. I will absolutely eat there again. Um, but San Angelin, um, I, I I've always said uh, one step above frozen dinner. Um, I think one of the worst parts about San Angelin is because. It's like the theming and the, the like where it's at is you want it to be good. And you keep going back because you want it to be good. It, it would be really cool to sit there and eat there and have a good meal. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, an, it's a nice area. And then you're disappointed each time. Now here's the thing, though. You know, if any restaurant could almost get away with letting location and atmosphere be an excuse for crappy food it would be the california grill and they don't um so there's really no excuse for it because there's plenty of places on property that have amazing theming amazing atmosphere and incredible food there's no reason san angela and i agree with you i think it's incredible the whole the 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 atmosphere there the theming there there's no excuse for that food that comes out of the kitchen especially since you can't see it so it's got to taste good like the, the the decor, the plate, the the mm. arrangement does not matter. It's like one of those like um, upscale like places in New York where like you're blindfolded and you eat just for flavor, except the flavor is wretched. You know that's yeah. an interesting point because um, you know they say that you know most people eat with their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know your how a plate looks, how a dish looks actually influences uh, how you feel about what you're eating, and. It is so dark in this restaurant that it is virtually impossible to see your plane. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, in uh, I'm trying to think of other dark ones on property, but in Be Our Guest, they've also got, um, what's it, Beast's room? Yeah, the I Beast guess. bedroom. The, yeah. Beast, the, uh, the West Wing. Yeah. The West yeah, Wing, yeah. yeah. Where the magic happens. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's really, really dark. And you can't see either. And like, they're, they're not the same complaints. People still get an accurate view of True. how the food is. So. Yeah. I mean, I ate there once. I ate at San Angel Inn once. I didn't have a huge problem with it. I mean, it wasn't the best place I'd ever eaten, but I was like, eh, I give us okay. So we'll, we'll just have to see, I guess. Well, you know, these places also tend to suffer in comparison to their sister restaurants at the other pavilions. So when you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Chefs de France and Monsieur Paul in France. You have um, Le Cellier. Le Cellier. Um, even Rose and Crown, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, falls into that category. A lot of people love uh, Teppanito mm-hmm. at Japan. 
um, you have some really, really good alternatives. So these are going to suffer by comparison. Right. Um, but uh, also on the list, not surprisingly, over at uh, heading over into the resorts, um, over at Port Orleans Riverside Boat Rights. Um, I've never had anything approaching a, a good meal at Boat Rights. I mean, it has just always been bad. That's such a shame, too, because uh, Port Orleans Riverside is such a beautiful resort. It's probably one of my favorite moderate resorts. And so the fact that they just totally whiffed on their table service. Moderate resort. Table service at moderate resorts has tended to be, generally speaking, not good. But the thing that's confusing in this case is I feel like in some of the others, like uh, Coronado, is that it's because it's a conference restaurant. So I feel like... Maya Grill, it's like the, it's the conference people. We can kind of give them what they want. They're not here for the Disney experience. Not that that's right either. Um, but with this, it's like you're having the diehard Disney fans coming to stay to see Yeehaw Bob to do the, you know, the Disney experience at Riverside. And it's just, I don't know. I've, I've actually never, to, to say, I've never actually eaten here. But just from what you've said, I'm just shocked that it's as bad as it is. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah. We're going to find out if it still is. It's been a while since I've been there, so it's really hard for me to make an accurate assessment at this point, just historically. You know, if you go someplace a couple of times and it's that bad, you're probably not going to go back. Um, of course, no list like this would be complete without the ultimate in bad Disney restaurants, um, Hollywood and Vine, or as the fan community calls it, Hollywood and Slime. So bad, it has a nickname for it. Um, and this is a massive buffet and they really try, uh, you know, my opinion, they go for a look at all this amazing, you know, all this amazing variety, but it, I think as a result of that, the, the, the best anything gets is mediocre. Um, and most of it isn't even that, but we hear it time and time and time again. My kids want to see the characters. I don't care about the food. Disney knows this. They charge an obscene amount of money, 50, 50 plus dollars a person for a buffet. And they are ripping off parents. You should not have to choose between having that character experience for your children and having a really good meal for you, especially when you're paying that kind of money. So that has always been my complaint with Hollywood and Vine. But I'm willing to, I'm willing to wipe the slate clean with all five of these and see, you know, maybe, maybe they've gotten better. Maybe things have changed because things do change. Like I said, mm-hmm. nine dragons at one point was definitely not mm-hmm. on the top on, on my top list or a lot of top lists, but, and I don't know that I would put it on a top list right now, but it's certainly not at the bottom of anything. Mm-hmm. My last three experiences there have been between good and excellent. And, um, so yeah, we even for my mom's birthday, uh, we had gone there because I wasn't able to get. She likes Rose and Crown. I wasn't able to get Rose and Crown. We went there. We had a great time. And she's like, "Oh, I would do this again next year." And my mother has a thing with Chinese restaurants. They have to be immaculate. I think because growing up in New Jersey, there was a lot of problems with Chinese restaurants in, mm-hmm. in North Jersey being dirty, being shut down by the Board of Health. So she was always paranoid about. So, I mean, if she walks into a restaurant and the windows are dirty, mm-hmm. no, she's not eating. She's not going to eat. Um, and she loved it. She thought it was fantastic. So, 
But so there's our list of historically bad restaurants we are looking forward to reviewing uh, this coming year. Electric Umbrella, Boat Rights, Hollywood and Vine, San Angelin and Cosmic Rays. And that will do it for this episode of the Disney Dining Show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week. Have a great week, everybody.